This is the news from the Lord. Hello, America. This is Jeffrey Lord with another edition of the Did He Really Just Say That? The Word of the Lord. So, the Washington Post went after Tucker Carlson. Again. Shocking. Not. And the media went after Sean Hannity. Again. Not shocking either. We'll have a talk about the joke of woke media and their vanishing credibility when we come back. But first, by now you've all heard me talk about my pillow, and now Mike has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop the slippers. They're designed to wear indoors and outdoors all day long, and I do. Made with my pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue, and they're made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable that you will want to get some for the whole family. So go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listeners square and use promo code Jeff. You will also get deep discounts on all My Pillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets the fabulous MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-606-1043 and use promo code JEFF. Now, on to the joke of the woke media and their sinking credibility. So the other day, the wokesters who run the Washington Post blasted out a hit piece on Fox's Tucker Carlson. The headline, How Tucker Carlson Became the Voice of White Grievance. Quote, unquote. As my old boss Ronald Reagan might say, well, there goes the far left-wing media again. Let's be clear how this game works. When a conservative media figure arises with a sizable audience of millions of Americans, one can depend that, like clockwork, the Post or some other lefty journal or network will indignantly smear the target of the moment as, fill in the blank, racist, sexist, homophobic, Islamophobic, etc., 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 This kind of racket has appeared since the late William F. Buckley Jr. burst on the national scene with his best-selling book, God and Man at Yale, way back there in 1951, a full 70 years ago. The young whippersnapper Buckley, 26 at the time, was assailed by horrified leftists as promoting, quote, pure fascism, unquote, and worse, for simply saying Yale had been infected with left-wing bias in its classrooms. Imagine that. So, with Tucker Carlson drawing millions to his Fox show, Tucker Carlson Tonight, it was inevitable that he would be targeted again, as once was Buckley, the late Rush Limbaugh, and a by now lengthy list of conservative media personalities and news outlets that include Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, Mark Levin, or any other conservative media star of note, including, as I was startled to realize while at CNN, yours truly. As a matter of fact, speaking of Sean Hannity, the other night when Sean mentioned that his audience should take COVID seriously, the media mob, as Sean correctly calls the libs in the mainstream media, had a collective fit. They accuse him of having not done this before. As this is recorded, there is a front-page New York Times story saying that, quote, Sean Hannity urged viewers on Monday to, quote, please take COVID seriously, I can't say it enough, unquote. Monday. In fact, as Hannity listeners know, he has done just that repeatedly, and repeatedly again, for months. Over there on the Sean Hannity website are the literal tapes of Sean saying things like this in September of 2020, quote, 
multiple COVID vaccines in the final phase of testing. It will only be a matter of months before a vaccine is readily available. If doctors and scientists say it's safe, my personal inclination is to take it. Unquote. On and on and on this year went Hannity urgings to his audience to talk to their doctors about the vaccine, to research it. I'm not in any way, let me be very clear, I am not at all anti-science. I love science. I'm not anti-vaccine at all. I'm actually grateful that scientists, medical experts, were able to develop one in record time. But I'm not a doctor either, and I'm not going to play one on TV and tell you what you should do. That would be your individual choice, and you've got to make that decision for yourself. Now, I suggest in consultation with your doctor or doctors or doctors that you know and respect, I would urge all of you to read as much information as you can, then you and your doctor get to decide. And by the way, your decision, you should have the right to medical privacy. Any government mandate would be an abuse of power. Biden's behavior, because they would say, oh, Republicans are anti-science, anti-vaxxers. Not true. I love science, and I totally believe in vaccines. Uh, suggesting that he doesn't want life to get back to normal. What is he communicating here? Is it a mixed message, or that he wants to, what, undermine people's faith in vaccines? There are people that are on the fence. Now, I am as pro-vaccine, pro-science as anyone. I've said here on this program, isn't it amazing? What a testament to American medical research, scientists. They were able to literally, you know, break down the, the coding of this virus in six weeks, in less than a year, Operation Warp Speed, three vaccines in a year, add to that incredible therapeutics like Regeneron and others. But you know, the one thing I tell people, I believe in medical privacy. I believe in patient-client privilege and privacy. I'm not a doctor. It's not right for me to play one on radio or TV. Uh, I actually don't have a license to practice medicine. And think about how far, though, we have come. Biden, Fauci, Saki all have said that vaccines would put us on a path back to normalcy, which everybody's dying for. Biden said masks only for the first 100 days of his presidency. But here we are. And what the hell is with the mixed messages? Do you, do you somehow lack faith in the vaccine that you have had since January? Now, there's always going to be some level of risk in life. There was risk before the pandemic. There are risks, with, you know, after the pandemic. That's life. But what Biden is doing is counterproductive. It is confusing people, especially people on the fence. And it's downright ignorant and somewhat stupid. And by the way, yes, I'm pro-science and I'm very pro-vaccine. I believe in the science of vaccination. But I'm not a doctor. And I refuse to play one on radio or TV, no matter how many times people demand that I tell people whose medical conditions I know nothing about, uh, who, of course have the right to make up their own mind what to do. That's not my job. My job is to give them information, hopefully, that's useful to them. I've been urging everyone to take it seriously, protect grandma, grandpa, mom and dad, especially if they are not vaccinated, 
Do your research. Ask your doctor or doctors who know your special, unique medical condition, and I believe in medical privacy, and then in conjunction with your doctors and medical professionals you know, love, and trust, make the right decision to protect yourself, protect your loved ones, and protect innocent people you may be in contact with. Said it time and time again. Can't politicize science nor vaccines. Warp speed, Donald Trump, it worked. We got three of them. We got therapeutics like Regeneron and others, and still mixed messages. I am very pro-science, very pro-vaccine. We can't have politics infecting important medical decisions and affecting our ability to get back to normal and affecting our ability to learn everything we can about the virus, including its origins. All right, let's stick to the science, Senator. Um, I believe in science. I believe in the, the science of vaccinations. Uh, but I'm not a doctor. I've been pressured to tell people what to do. I'm telling people this. I want my audience to live. I don't want anyone dying from this thing. It's dangerous. Take it seriously. Uh, I want people, if you have a cell phone, there is a wealth of information, more than you could ever read, available for you to read. Uh, also, talk to your doctor, your doctors that know your personal medical history, your current medical conditions. Uh, consult other medical professionals you trust, and then make the decision in consultation with your doctor. Um, I think that's responsible advice for everybody. And yet this week, the media tries to sell the idea that Hannity did this for the first time out of the blue just this week. Bluntly put it, put, and I'll say it out loud, this was a lie. The good news is the effects of doing this kind of targeting of conservative media stars and using the news to push the latest in the left-wing agenda has caught up with the liberal seriously woke media, and not for the better. Here was the headline on this over at Fox News. Quote, new Gallup poll shows consistent distrust in media, but bump in confidence for police. Only 16% of respondents said they had a lot of confidence in television news, unquote. Only 21% of respondents said they had a great deal, quote unquote, or quote, quite a lot of confidence in newspapers, while only 16% of respondents reported the same of television news. Only Congress fared worse, garnering just 12%. You know, in the 1960s, and you have to be old enough to remember this unless you want to visit YouTube, there was a very popular TV comedy show called Gomer Pyle. Played by actor Jim Neighbors, the show was all about a southern country boy of some innocence who signed up for the Marines. Gomer's favorite saying on discovering something new was to say this, Surprise! 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 In this case, there is no surprise that the American public having been inundated by so-called, quote, news, unquote, as presented by liberal activists posing as objective journalists, has so little confidence and respect in the media. It was only last month that uh, another report from the Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism at Oxford was released, a report that said the United States ranked last, dead last, in media trust, that would be 29%, with over 90,000 consumers in 46 countries. You know, this isn't rocket science, my friends, unless you are in the liberal news media. Two polls in a row, one from Reuters and one from Gallup, are confirming that millions of Americans and others have little to zero trust in the mainstream American news media. 
The late Rush Limbaugh, our friend, used to talk about this over the 30 years of his radio show, not to mention that he played no small role in creating the response to so-called mainstream media from conservative media. One would think that any reasonably sensitive and awake media executive would, alarmed, be working overtime to solve the problem. But it isn't happening. To throw out one example, recall the attention that was generated when, in 1980, an Atlanta billboard company owner, who also owned a single local TV station, announced that he had organized a brand new 24-hour cable news network, suitably called CNN. It was the very first cable news station. The world stared in fascination. CNN began as the very epitome of straight news. If a car ran into a cow, the network reported that a car ran into a cow. There was no sermonizing about the nature of speed limits, the size of cars, or the need for farmers to keep their cows fenced in. It was just car hits cow, followed by the same, or followed by the next story, with the next story reported in the same just-the-facts fashion. When Iraq Saddam Hussein invaded Kuwait and the United States went to war to remove him, the world was riveted to CNN as its reporters, barricaded in their Baghdad hotel room, aimed the cameras out the window just to show American rockets raining down on Baghdad. There was no sermonizing about then-President George H.W. Bush being a bad man <clears throat> excuse me, or comparing him to Hitler or other lefty opinionated nonsense. It was just straight reporting that told viewers what the cameras and reporters were seeing. Ted Turner would later write, that, write this of his idea to create cable news in his autobiography, Call Me Ted. He wanted to create CNN, he said, so that it would, be, so that it would do what he called, quote, serious journalism, unquote. And he added, quote, I also wanted to present the news in an unbiased fashion. At that time, some of the evening anchors of network broadcast news, including Walter Cronkite of CBS, were injecting their own opinions into the telecast, and I just didn't like it. CNN President Reese Schoenfeld and I decided that on CNN, news would be the star, not our on-air people, unquote. Ted Turner is long gone from CNN, which is now almost exclusively opinion-driven. And yes, full disclosure, I was once a CNN opinionator. But it isn't just CNN and television news that has a problem. Note well that the Gallup poll also says this. Again, <clears throat> only 21% of respondents said they had a great deal or quite a lot of confidence in newspapers. My listeners are well aware that once towering journalistic icons like the New York Times, the Washington Post, and others have been remade as citadels of the woke. They still have the usual titles of editor and so on, but in fact they are run in actuality by the staff of woke, Twitter-obsessed young journalists who are not about, quote, all the news to fit to print, unquote, as the Times motto went. Now ex-Times reporter Barry Weiss, who famously quit the paper with a blistering and quite public letter of resignation, describes the Times this way. Here's what she said, quote, Instead, a new consensus has emerged in the press, but perhaps especially at this paper, meaning the New York Times, that truth isn't a process of collective discovery, but an orthodoxy already known to an enlightened few whose job is to inform everyone else. Twitter is not on the masthead of the New York Times. But Twitter has become its ultimate editor. As the ethics and mores of that platform have become those of the paper, the paper itself has increasingly become a kind of performance space. 
stories are chosen and told in a way to satisfy the narrowest of audiences, rather than to allow a curious public to read about the world and then draw their own conclusions. I was always taught that journalists were charged with writing the first rough draft of history. Now, history itself is one more ephemeral thing molded to fit the needs of a predetermined narrative, unquote. Think about what she said and that Times story about Sean Hannity this week. This latest Gallup poll on how the American people view both newspapers and cable news is nothing but the statistical data confirming what Weiss has quite pointedly said. So, let's end where we began, with the Washington Post hit job on Tucker Carlson. No, Washington Post, Tucker Carlson is not pushing your fantasy of so-called white grievance, nor is his audience filled with white supremacists. The fact that you, Washington Post, run a story like this, in fact, reveals what Americans already know, that it is the American left that is obsessed with race. They are now, and they always have been. The fact that the media would run such a flatly untrue story about what Sean Hannity has said on the vaccine is yet another in the endless list of examples of so-called journalists really being left-wing activists with an agenda and an axe to grind. The fact is that if the liberal media were a boat, it would be the Titanic, and Americans get in their bones that woke media is a joke media, and they are rapidly abandoning ship as the woke media's credibility slips beneath the waves. This is Jeffrey Lord. Stop by my website, thejeffreylord.com, and join me again for the next episode of the Word of the Lord podcast. See you then.